0: Hawkeye Nation podcast. HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs and Joe Hugan with you to talk a little NCAA tournament. Joe, what's up, man? How you doing?
1: Hey, AD. I'm doing well and uh, pumped for this uh, Hawkeye team to make history.
0: Yeah, man, this is—it's uh, such a good time, and, and we'll look back before we look forward. And obviously, you know the kind of success of this season uh, as hinges on what happens over the next couple of weeks. But it's been a great season up till now, and I feel like the Hawks have kind of hit all the expectations for the most part that that we had set out for them. Uh, let's look back to the Big Ten tournament, though. So it was nice to get that double bye. You and I haven't talked in, in a couple of weeks, and so we'll we'll hit some of this stuff. Nice to get that double buy. That I think that really helped Iowa. Uh, it wasn't nice to not have played in the uh, in that big cavernous football arena in the first half against Wisconsin. As you could kind of tell, they had shot there before and Iowa hadn't. And, uh, and so Wisconsin was out to a lead there, but uh, obviously Iowa comes back and gets that win, a third straight win over the Badgers this season. And, God, just that in and of itself was fantastic. But obviously to advance to Saturday for the first time in 15 years, I thought that Friday night game, and, and we learned yesterday, I think it was, that the Big Ten Network. Said that's the most watched basketball game they've ever had on their network. Uh, so almost a million people got to watch that game, and I think a great showcase. From-
1: it was incredible, and you know that coupled with the fact that it was Wisconsin beating Wisconsin is is always a difficult thing to do, and doing it a third time is almost impossible, especially in this league with the amount of talent that's there. It's it's incredible. I mean, Jordan Bohannon, uh, you know, getting to uh, do his thing against Wisconsin and. Uh, yeah, it was it was a fun fun game to watch. I really did enjoy that. You know, I, th- I
0: think it was Iowa has been playing well as of late, and they're they're peaking at the right time, I think. And obviously, a peak doesn't mean you can't get beat, and they did get beat Saturday, and we'll talk about that game as well. But one of the things I really liked about Friday night, Joe, was it proved that this team can win a game in March, in the postseason, when they weren't shooting well. I mean, Iowa had a bad shooting night from three, and you're playing against a team that likes to slow things down, that likes to play kind of an opposite style of the Hawkeyes and a team that really wanted this game. And so to to kind of have those two th- – because I think that's the fear, or has been the fear going into this tournament because this is a, a one and done tournament and we've seen Iowa, well it's rare, we've seen them have some off shooting nights and you wonder can this team win a game when they're not shooting well even against a team like a Grand Canyon or in the second round against an Oregon or a VCU. Can you make a Sweet 16 if you're not shooting lights out from three and it proved that at least on Friday night they were able to kind of band together, pull together, uh, get some great senior leadership, get some great defense down the stretch and just kind of make the plays you need to make to win a, a kind of an ugly game.
1: Well, yeah, their defense has improved more than anybody in the league, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, being able to dominate on that side, especially when they're not shooting as well as, as they, they were in, in the beginning of the season, and then finding their feet behind them, you know, it's the Luca Garza effect. Um, he helped a lot uh, just by being there. Um, certainly against Illinois, it, it didn't work out for us, but I was still encouraged even in that loss, seeing how they were really trying to set him up in the middle, you know, get some, get some, uh, down low play. Um, you know, Kofi is, is just a beast down there. He got a lot of points, but he also fouled out. Um, Luca provides a lot of the intangibles. And I think a, a team like Grand Canyon, they're not going to have an answer for that. Uh, they, they they face a lot of, you know, decent opponents, but their their league and their play is just not going to be something that's uh, going to take the Hawkeyes on very well. And I, I think the Hawks will go pretty deep in the tournament. Um, you know, certainly they're they're in the, the same bracket side as Gonzaga. And I think that's what we'll uh, eventually end up seeing. But I don't know. Gonzaga's got some some interesting games too, so we'll, we'll kind of find out uh, who's who's made more of, a, of an impact in, in their brackets uh, uh, come uh, uh, this uh, this tournament. So. You
0: know, it's it's interesting. You mentioned the defense, and it, it has been so good. I watched uh, our, our guy Steve Dace puts together a kind of a bracket breakdown show because uh, he's very good at filling out these brackets. He's been very successful, and he kind of gives you some some tips and tricks. and And one of those things where was that. You know, teams outside the top fifty in either offense or defense, according to Ken Palm, almost never make it to a final four and certainly never make it to a national championship. Yep. And Iowa is right on that line right now. They're they're fiftieth, I think.
1: Yep. Just inside. Yeah, we're just inside but, and since it shows you how much they've improved.
0: It, it, because since February 1st, I was like a top 10 defensive team. And so something happened with this team. And I've I've heard I've seen media people say, you know, if, if, they, if this was a normal year and they had normal access to players and coaches and were able to kind of be there and have some background you know, conversations, not just all these Zoom meetings, they probably would have learned about this meeting, this Come to Jesus meeting, whether it was, you know, initiated by Fran McCaffrey or the players themselves, where at some point right around the Turn of February, about six weeks ago, this team changed something. They they made a they a more of a, an effort on defense, and I think realized that they may be sacrificing some offense. They may be sacrificing some transition opportunities to stay back and get rebounds to to defend hard the entire shot clock. But what they've learned is that sacrifice pays for itself because you don't have to beat teams ninety to eighty. You can beat teams seventy to sixty, uh, and so it's it's kind of Weird. I would maybe going against some of the trends here uh, with this this defense they've had as of late. You mentioned that Illinois game, that the Saturday game at the Big Ten tournament. And you know it sucks to lose that game. I had this realization, Joe, of I can't compartmentalize when it comes to this team. Like I am just as pissed after a loss, regardless (laughs) of all the context around it. Right? Like there was no reason to be mad about that loss on Saturday, other than it just shows that Illinois is a step better than Iowa right now. Illinois as a team is is just a bit better than Iowa, Um, and I think we kind of had the had an idea of that already, but. All of the good things were still there, and I'm still sitting there upset. I even said to my wife, "Like this is at some point I was going to make a Final Four, maybe in in three weeks. And when they lose, I will be just as upset as I would have been if they had lost in <laughs> December. Even though that really makes no sense contextually, I just can't put the uh, I as a fan. I can't take the emotion out of it. So it sucked to lose yeah. to Illinois, but again, Illinois, that's a really really good basketball team.
1: Well, they're, they're great, but I mean, you know, throughout the entire year, we've been in every game, you know, all but like maybe two and having, you know, that kind of step in a program to where we are competing every single night that we step on that court and we have the ability to take over a game. I mean, you start hitting those threes like we all can. I mean, you, you've got three guys just, you know, clutching it uh, as of late. I mean, Joe Wieskamp is unbelievable. C.J. Frederick, when he's when he's feeling it, can get really hot really quick. And and Jordan Bohannon, I mean, he's, he's always been the kind of guy that if he gets it going and he gets in a groove, you, you can turn, you know, any stat you want you know, out the door, it's it's going to be the Iowa Hawkeyes, the way that we can shoot it. But, like you said with the defense, they've been able to maybe tone down a little bit of their offense, realizing that they needed to step up that defense, and they couldn't have done it at a better time. I mean, that this is when it matters, and this is when they've done it. I think the departure of, of Jack Nunji kind of spurred a lot of that. I mean, you got Keegan Murray, who has really stepped up his game. I mean, the kid is incredible. He is so much fun to watch. He looks so much like his father, and... You know, I, I think that by the time he's done, he may be better than his father. I, I really do. Yeah. But it's it, it's going to be tough. We we got a tough bracket. It's kind of unfortunate that uh, Gonzaga got put in into this bracket, being that they have already defeated some of the toughest teams in their in, in this bracket already. It doesn't make any sense. It's I, I was talking to Steve, and it it's, almost looks like they position Gonzaga just to get him through to the final four into the championship game in this bracket. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but you know that's the way it goes, and that's who we're probably going to have to go through, hopefully, and uh, it'll be worth it because we were we were right with them, um, you know, for a lot of the game, and I think that uh, Luca Garza will have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to, to get that done. So, hey, he does have one more year of eligibility as well. Yes, he does. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, you know, if, if he can uh, financially afford it, and I I think he can, if he can financially afford it, and he stays healthy. He could be on the Mount Rushmore of college basketball. And that would probably outlive, you know, he might have a fine career in the NBA. But I think that his legacy in college and Iowa basketball would be forever on that Mount Rushmore. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly.
0: From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. Let's look at that NCAA bracket as you mentioned Iowa the two seed in the west with Gonzaga on top and yeah just not 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 an ideal draw as far as that goes as you said hopefully we get to see that game again that means Iowa has made an elite 8 and is playing for a final four and uh, honestly I would I would sign up for that right now on a, I would would like to watch that game again uh oh, and absolutely. You know, just kind of a weird seeding you know hiccup thing where two Big 10 teams get number 1 seeds you can't put Iowa in either of those brackets apparently they leaped Ohio State over Iowa for winning in the uh, the conference tournament semifinals and so Ohio State gets the 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 ones, or the two seed rather that goes with Baylor and so Iowa kind of left with the scraps there. The only place you could put Iowa is against Gonzaga uh, in that West bracket. And, uh, it, you know, it's an interesting bracket for a lot of reasons. Obviously, Gonzaga is, is you know, that team. But um, you have an Iowa team that uh, has... Really played well as of late and I think has a a pretty good draw. You know, you saw Sunday night some people say Oregon is maybe too good to be a 7 and and that's a tough matchup for Iowa. You're going to have tough matchups. And you look at other people's brackets. You look at Illinois and their path to a Final Four. I mean, that's more difficult, I would say, than, than Iowa's. And so... Every game is going to be tough. Fran McCaffrey has been hitting this hard this week because he used to coach teams that got 15 seeds in the tournament, and he knows how good those teams were and how hard they had to work and how much they had to do to earn that spot. So every team is good, and every game is going to be tough. Uh, But I do like Iowa's draw for the most part, and especially because – there's some COVID issues in this bracket, uh, Joe. You, you know, you have yes, Kansas, who, who may not be a full strength, isn't at full strength at the moment, but who knows what it'll look like, you know, in, in a week at the sweet sixteen. You have Virginia, who's not even gonna make it to Indianapolis until Friday, and then have to play Saturday night as the four seed. And then I just saw a report that Oklahoma has some COVID issues. One of their guys yep. has tested positive. And so that's three teams, you know, in the top half of this bracket, uh, seeding-wise, that that have some questions. Marks as far as COVID, you don't know exactly what this bracket's going to look like as we move forward. Uh, it's it's just going to be really interesting to watch. I do love the fact that there's not another Big Ten team in this bracket because or in this region because when I'm filling out my brackets, Joe, I got to be honest, man, I have to like stop myself from putting three <laughs> Big Ten teams in, into the Final Four. I know it's because we've seen them and we respect them and uh, I know more about those teams, but it's also it is the best conference in college basketball, and so to to avoid all other big 10 teams until a potential final four game. Sign me up for that for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I, (laughs) you mean, you didn't put three uh, big 10 teams in your, in your bracket. I I may have, I may have. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, usually do a few brackets anyways, but you know, this is an unbelievable year for the big 10, the top half, which was a big half was really, really good. And you know, it's the first time that we've had two number one seeds and two number two seeds. I, I think they're going to get there. Ohio State um, might be a little bit uh, kind of a a team that probably will surprise you and not go as far as as a lot of people think. But Rutgers, Rutgers uh, is a team that yeah. uh, got a pretty good draw and they're playing pretty good basketball. Um, they're a team that you could look out for. I mean, I know uh, Steve had mentioned on his thing that they're they're a sleeper pick for him that you might want to look into. Uh, so the, the Big Ten is going to be represented well, and I, I I do believe that uh, there's going to be a lot of them, at least in the Elite Eight. I don't know about the Final Four, but uh, they're going to be in the uh, the Elite Eight.
0: I'm not the type of dude, Joe, that dives into the matchups of this and the X's and O's. I have not spent the last 48 or 72 hours breaking down Grand Canyon and watching their film. I know as much as kind of the the other casual fans know that they've got a a big center. They've got a seven-foot guy who's their best player, their leading scorer. I know they've got another kind of tower down there that they're going to throw at Luca Garza, and they've got that going on. I know they try to play slow, and they defend the three very well, but they don't shoot the three very well all that I'll I'll let our listener get the the real hardcore breakdown from either you if you're ready for it or somebody else who (laughs) who who likes to do that kind of stuff it's just not it's just never going to be the type of fan I am I will say I have no worry about this game I mean obviously fluky things happen we've seen Iowa lose as a three seed we've seen 15 seeds beat two seeds in the past I don't expect that to happen. This Iowa team is not built like that. I think uh, Grand Canyon is going to get wrecked on Saturday night.
1: I I, I think they are too. Uh, I just don't think that they they're ready for the physicality of the Big Ten. I don't think that you know the the officiating is going to be a lot different, which I guess could be good uh, for uh, you know some teams. Um, if you watch that Illinois game,
0: uh... yeah, maybe bad <laughs> well, really- for Illinois. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man, the, the the officiating this year in the Big Ten was just was was crazy. But you know, getting into the tournament and you know having the ability to actually get some calls, um, you know, that can help as well. I mean, uh, Luca gets to the line more than anybody. That guy gets hacked and slashed all the time, except when he's in the Big Ten. He, I mean, they they kind of uh, thought he could handle it, and and he did for the most part. But um, no, I, I'm with you. Like the the Kim Palm ratings, uh, I think is a good benchmark, and I I've tried to dive into that. Uh, uh, in, in looking all all those statistics and how they move the adjusted uh, defense and an offensive ratings. But at the end of the day, I, I'm more of a feelings kind of guy when it comes to, to some of these things. And I, I've got a feeling that the Hawks, um, you know, it, it's not like uh, the Alford year where we lost as a three seed. It's, it's not uh, um, like even when we had Utah. I, I truly do feel that they're, they're a tank of a team. They're built to withstand a lot and they've had to endure a season in the big 10. Going against these kind of matchups day in and day out. That's why I actually like them a second time against Gonzaga, because Gonzaga, no matter how you slice it, didn't have the competition that Iowa did all year long. So, And I think that's that's going to be a, a telling factor if and when that, uh, that matchup comes again, which I, I hope they do. I also hope that maybe we end up seeing Drake. Yes. Because they they could certainly knock off kansas which i think that would be to the delight of uh, you and i as well um as they were able to do it but it'd be great if another iowa team could Knock Kansas off because that's most likely who they're gonna they're gonna meet in that in that round
0: you, you th- yes yeah Kansas getting there is for sure does any other team in in our region in the West region obviously Gonzaga is is the the scariest team uh, and rightfully so and you know no other teams really on their side of the region worry me all that much again Virginia may in in normal circumstances but I just don't think they're built to make a run in this tournament because of all the the issues they've had I feel like Creighton and Oklahoma and Missouri, and I don't, I don't see any of those teams knocking Gonzaga off before the Elite Eight, and so I'll, I'll kind of throw a blanket over those teams and say that's Gonzaga, and obviously that's the scariest team. Outside of that, on Iowa's side, you know, on the road to the Elite Eight. I mean, does anybody worry you? Is is it Oregon that uh, we we know they've played well and and maybe underseeded had had a bad loss to Oregon State, but really played well down the stretch? Is it Kansas who has a great coach and pedigree, and you know that jersey carries a lot of weight? USC has that stud big man freshman uh, that that a lot of people have been talking about. Where is where are your kind of potential trip up spots for the Hawkeyes on the road to hopefully that rematch with Gonzaga in the Elite Eight?
1: You know, as long as we're not shooting completely cold and, and we have a pulse, I, I, I really don't, yeah, I agree. I'm not really concerned with any of these yeah. other teams. I mean, and it's, maybe that's, you know, short sighted of me, but it's, it's a, it's a tournament year where we have faced teams in, in, at least in my, my estimation, better than almost any of the teams in our bracket. Yes. Right here in the big 10. And, and having that has been a, uh, you know, very much a, a, a benefit to Iowa. Because you know they know what it takes to win in this league, and they've so won. I,
0: yeah, they've won close games. They've had to kind of you know buck up and, and pull out big wins in big spots. They've got the senior leadership uh, to kind of come through in those spots. Yeah, and as you said, they've just played a, a caliber of of team over the last several months that really gets them ready for for this kind of tournament.
1: In our offensive, I mean, our offensive production is still one of the best in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's right there behind Gonzaga. And, you know, having the two best teams in that, you know, for offense in that bracket, it would only make sense that they'd probably be the two teams that end up facing each other. And I, I think that's what will happen. Um, what happens from there is, is up to Iowa. So what, hopefully what, we can. Yeah. Well,
0: what What is the success then for, for this team? I mean, obviously, I think. The base level. I think anything short of a Sweet 16 is an abject failure. And and I know that you know games have their own feel, and we you know some you know things can happen. You know, God forbid somebody gets hurt against Grand Canyon or Iowa has its own COVID issue. And and the game in the second round of Oregon or VCU has a much different complexion than what what we think right now as we sit here. Uh, even with that. Like, I can't, I almost can't even think of a scenario in which I would say a loss in this first weekend is anything short of a failure. And so let's set the baseline at Sweet 16. Is that a success? If Iowa plays a good USC or, or Kansas team in that Sweet 16 game and loses a close game, is that okay? Elite eight and falling to Gonzaga, is that a success? Is nothing short of a Final Four truly a success? I mean, where are you at with this right now?
1: Well, you know, at the beginning of the season, we talked and we we're like Final Four, got to get to the Final Four. But are we able to to win the championship and win it all? That's that's a tough uh, that's a tough plate. But getting to the to the Elite Eight, I, I think is is my benchmark because I, I think they they can do that. Um, you know, it, it's just so it's so unpredictable, and you know, especially like you said with with COVID, you don't know who's going to be available. You know, and what's going to happen throughout. But especially after seeing this bracket. I don't think there's any reason to think that you know we're not going to be in it to the end of this bracket. I mean, I, I, going against Gonzaga is really the the, the final uh, final game for me in uh, in the pursuit to the national championship. Now, I don't know if we can beat them. and you know, as an Iowa fan, you do too. yeah, you know, I always want to win. So I'm always let down. yeah the the high expectations and the opportunities you get to play at this level, and to have a Luca Garza, you don't know when that's going to happen again. You know Roy Marble, and then to Luca Garza, you know you're looking at 30 years of time uh, before you know we we hit you know count lightning in a bottle again, so to speak. So it's really maximizing your opportunities. So I I I think they're ready. Uh, we have the firepower to do it. Uh, hopefully we have just enough defense to to get it done. We're definitely going to have to uh, play really uh, if we play you know Gonzaga, um, you know USC. Uh, Kansas, you know those are the teams that are that are gonna challenge us, but I, I think that they're ready for it. and i I think we'll be there.
0: Saturday night five thirty. we will all be there. Uh, check us out. follow us on Twitter at Hawkeye Nation and uh, I'll have a post game instant reaction podcast. We'll have all the coverage at Hawkeyenation So be sure to check that out and follow along with us. Rand McCaffrey has been extended. That was announced this week. He has a uh, signed an extension through the end of the uh, what the twenty eighth season, I believe. Yep. Essentially a four year extension. He had signed a contract back in twenty seventeen. Uh, in what was really you know one of the worst uh, announcements of a season we've ever dealt with. But this After is much midnight, better. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. This is much better. The team is doing well. Things are going good. Uh, you kind of lock down McCaffrey through at least Patrick's career, and uh, by all. Uh, Jack is, uh, is maybe the best of all of them, and so make him a Hawkeye and, and get the whole family here. Um, I think it's a cool thing. I, I, I like Fran. I'm a fan of him. He's done with this team. Program, and I like kind of where things are. All that being said, man, you better win this weekend if you're Fran McCaffrey because uh, the fan base that's totally on your side right now, if you fall short of a sweet 16, uh, is going to be right on your back again, uh, especially when you just signed a contract extension.
1: Well, that's that's why it's so hard to be a college. He deserves the the contract extension, but I mean it, it comes with the added pressure, like you just said. If you don't win, if you do not get that contract extension, I mean, winning tends to. You know, push this back. So if if you were to lose before the Sweet 16 this year, bitter taste, a lot of a lot of chirping. Which you know, Fran is a passionate guy. He he doesn't like a lot of chirping. He doesn't like to listen to a lot of that, and he, he gets very uh you know passionate about uh, criticism. So, but but it's going to be there. Um, but if he wins, you know, you're you're much more of Iowa. You know, if as far as coaches, so it's uh it's really up to him and and this team to make the most of it this year in a pretty for the most part favorable bracket it's 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 going to be interesting a
0: lot but, of legacy stuff on the line these next couple of well
1: yeah and you know it, it, we, we hey, we're doing better than uh, than our, our neighbors uh, to, to the west <laughs> no so doubt about that's that. <laughs> as, as far as, as coaching goes right now uh
0: looking at the women uh the iowa women had a great run in the big 10 tournament a really cool run all the way to the championship game where they you know fell short against Maryland team, uh, but you kind of expected that on on noon. Um, but that team now earned a five seed in the NCAA tournament. They'll play Central Michigan at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. I'm not going to ask you to break down the bracket or that game <laughs> or anything like that. You know, it can make a you know a Sweet 16 run here and they come up against one seed UConn. And in women's basketball, there's just still that gap between the haves and the have-nots. And even though Iowa is closing that gap, as are other schools that that are about their caliber, yep. you just don't expect to win against a one seed. But could be a fun run here for the Hawkeyes. Women in the NCAA tournament, and uh, and you know Caitlin Clark, who has just had an incredible season, uh, a ridiculous freshman season. We we all expected her to be great. I don't think any of us expected it to be this quickly or this great right away. Um, she's getting snubbed a little bit, though, Joe. She's getting snubbed uh, a little bit for a second man. team AP All-American. You know, not on the Wooden uh. Award watch list, things like that. Really, kind of. Tick off some Hawkeye fans.
1: You know, it bothers me greatly. I saw that on uh, on Twitter today. Uh, it came through the feed, and you know, I want to know what is what is the criteria. Um, <laughs> you know, right is you know for, for women's basketball. I mean, is, is it that she's she's not she's a freshman? Is it that uh, you know she didn't do her hair correctly? It it really bothers me that a person with the most points, um, you know in the country and in the production that she had and the incredible run that she's been able to produce. And she, she's snubbed. I mean, yeah, it's great that she got second team all American, but you know, it's supposed to be about basketball. She is a fantastic, amazing basketball player. And it's just not right. And, and, you know, somebody's got to, to answer those questions, but even, you know, their answers aren't going to be, you know, satisfying to me. It's, it's a it's no brainer. She should have been first team all American.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you know, I, I wonder how much of it is just you know the pedigree that Iowa doesn't have in in you know women's college basketball. You know, they're they're picking women from UConn and Baylor and uh, you yeah. know these teams that that are you know are one seeds and and that's all well and good. But it's not like the Hawkeyes were bad this year, and they played in in one of the toughest conferences in the country. She wasn't doing this against yeah. mid major competition. She was doing this as a freshman in the Big Ten, and she led the country in scoring it's it's crazy
1: in, in a, a little bit i mean and it, it's it's sad to say but maybe it's because it, it's, it is women's basketball they don't think enough people are paying attention i mean we're paying attention yeah i mean women's basketball has gotten better and better and the hawks continually do very very well and you know at some point it's really got to change in women's basketball because it, it's not just about the the three big teams uh, anymore there's, there's a lot of talent and a lot of, of great basketball players. We had Megan Gustafson, um, you know, Caitlin Clark, these individuals are, are, you know, doing things that have never been done before. And it needs to be recognized. I think it, it's a, it did. It messed with me. I mean, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm sure Luca Garza would go, go to bat for her uh, as well because she oh, she's sure. earned it.
0: It was cool a couple weeks ago to see Luke kind of talk about her and his relationship with her, but also Megan Gustafson and Kathleen Doyle yep. and A.J. Epinesa and Tristan Wurst and just kind of the the Spencer Lee. The, the plethora of talent we've had as Hawkeye fans to watch over the last several years, we've really been uh, spoiled with with some of the all-time greats we're seeing. And one of those all-time greats is going for a third national championship this weekend down in St. Louis at the NCAA Wrestling Championships. And, and our Hawkeyes, Joe, are looking to get back on the mountain Top and, and retake their rightful spot as uh, as wrestling national champions, and I think they're going to get it done this weekend.
1: They're absolutely going to get it done. They they are. We we are wrestling. Iowa is wrestling. We're starting to get better at football and basketball ball, but wrestling has always been a, a Gable tradition at Iowa. So it's it's going to continue this year. Should have been last year. Uh, you know, Spencer came back to uh, to get his national championship and. I don't think there's anybody or anything that's going to stop him.
0: I would agree. If, if you haven't listened to – I did a podcast last week with Cody Goodwin of the Des Moines Register who is – I mean, he's a wrestling encyclopedia. It's it's <laughs> Even if you don't care about wrestling, go listen to part of this podcast and just listen to him go. I mean, it's, it's like I, – I don't know that I could talk with confidence about anything – the way he talks about wrestling. So if you want to deep dive on the uh, the, the upcoming Nationals uh, in wrestling, definitely talk to Cody Goodwin. The, the most analysis I'm going to give you is, I expect a national championship, I want a national championship, bring it back to Iowa City, Tom Brand, Spencer Lee, and the rest of you guys.
1: Oh, it, it, Those people are the most fun to listen to because the amount of energy and, and passion that they have is incredible. I mean, I don't think there's any other sport that, that, uh, you know, they're getting in your face talking to you. They just love it, and I I, I appreciate that.
0: Big couple weeks ahead here, Joe. Uh, I'm excited about it. This is what we've been waiting for, you know. It's like you and I have been talking all season since the preseason, and this is like, man, if Iowa can just get to a spot, you know where they're a two seed in the NCAA tournament. There's a path to a Final Four. We feel good about where they are. They get out with without any major injuries. Uh, if if and they've done all those things. They've they've exceeded or met every expectation in my mind. And now they put themselves in this position to make this run. This is the march we've all been waiting for, man. And it is here. And it is now. And I am excited.
1: Oh, it is. Every Hawkeye fan, I mean, with the football season we had and then coming right into basketball season, my expectations have been met. Um, They're going to be exceeded, hopefully, in this tournament. Uh, when they're uh, when they're cutting some nets down is, I, I fully expect that he's That's going to be a moment
0: I'm Andrew Downs This is the Hawkeye Nation podcast Again check out HawkeyeNation.com For all the coverage uh, Rick Brown, Rob Howe, John Bonacamp Guys are doing great things uh, Joe's doing podcasts with Steve Dace Everything is good over at Hawkeye Nation man. And we appreciate you guys being a part of it Joe, thank you for the time today This was fun as always
1: AD. Love you man,
0: go Hawks Go Hawks